afternoon, everybody. Casey Harrison here, taking you along on a Friday edition of the State News Sports Podcast. I'm here with my new co-host, Connor Clark, and we've got a special guest, recently unemployed, Stephen Olshansky. Uh, Stephen, how does it feel to be back into, into the groove of things? Uh, I, you know, I leave for a day and you, you take over the world and you... Like I didn't take place. over the world. Like, we have a we have a new world oh leader. God, yeah. It's not me. Uh, so last Friday, your last show was a disaster, from what I heard. No, I'm kidding, boys. Glad to be back. Uh, thanks, Connor Clark, for filling in for us. Hey, time. And um, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm listening, and you know, it's another another day of how bad football is, right? You guys are just going back and forth. Football sucks. There's Illinois sucks. Michigan State sucks. Everybody sucks. Donald Trump sucks. Oh, I can't say that anymore. I'm gonna get Steven, I have a question trouble. for you. No, come dude, let me finish, buddy. Oh, okay. You know but you know what doesn't suck around here? Basketball season. That's it's right. Back. Hopefully. Knock on wood. Michigan State basketball taking on number ten, Arizona. Michigan State ranked number twelve in the country. This is the Armed Forces classic. It's supposed to be played on a, another carrier dome or something. No. Yeah, the uh, the USS Something or other. Uh, it's supposed to be. But now they're playing. Yeah, but now, they're, they're, now they're not. But uh, what a heck of a game that was, or it should be, it opened a co- or college basketball season. I almost said college football. It's, uh, it's, a long, it's been a long year, college football. It's, really been, it's been pretty bad out here in East Stephen looks like a grizzled veteran. Yeah, Jesus. It's like going through the presidency. Um, you know, Michigan State basketball, ranked number 12. Looking at this game, it's a good game to start off college basketball season. You should be excited. It's bad. Casey, you're going to be a basketball writer this year. Yeah. Yes. How, how are you feeling about basketball have you seen from this team? Good, but I think if you're going to take stock into anything, I mean, look at the football season. Preseason rankings aren't going to mean much. Uh, get these guys on the court and have them actually execute before they go out and before you label them one of the best teams in the country, a top 15 team in the in the entire country. So with that being said, um, I, I think they have the potential to be pretty great. Um, they've, the media has gone on and on and on about this recruiting class, this freshman class, and we're finally going to get to see them in action. Uh, Miles Bridges headlining. And then you got guys like Josh Langford, Cassius Winston, Nick Ward. Um, they're going to be an exciting core to watch. And I, I think they can complement some of your veterans on the team. You got Tum Tum, you got, um, you got Alvin Ellis, got Aaron Harris and I think that's it's a good core and I I think they should make it further last year if they make it to the tournament they should make it past the first round because now they they have a little bit of perspective they've been in that situation where they've been socked in the mouth who's been in that situation Uh, well you get the the veterans you get guys like Aaron and you get guys like Tom and those guys they were there for that they lived through it they we're there for the upset, and I, I, I think they're going to do everything in their power to make sure that doesn't happen again. Connor, you'll be the uh, number two guy to Casey, or you'll be the number one, probably the number one in my eyes, Casey. I just don't like Casey over there. So I don't like me either. Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't, buddy, after what you did on this past Tuesday that we're not going to get into. Um, Clark, Clark, when you look at Michigan State's roster and how Miles Bridges has done pretty good through the first two exhibition games, though they're exhibition games, what do you see from that kid going forward? Just a lot of athleticism that I think will be a great asset to him because Michigan State doesn't really have the size anymore. Gavin Schilling's injury, Ben Carter's injury, they're really decimated down low. They don't really have it, especially when they go up against Arizona and you got three massive guys, seven footers. They're going to have to, you know, try to control with. So you got to see him, you know, slash into the paint. We saw he has some good touch outside as well. So Miles is definitely going to have to, you know, 
grow up very quickly as a freshman and really take over the team uh, early. Because, I mean, although guys like Tum Tum may be the vocal leader clearly on the scoring track, it's not going to be him. You're going to be looking for Aaron Harris too. But Miles Bridges is going to have to just kind of step up and take over that star freshman. I know they're all great freshmen, but he's really going to be the focal point of all of them. And it's kind of uncharted territory, I think, for Tom Izzo, where it's a freshman who is the number one guy. That hasn't been, I don't think that's really been a thing in Michigan State, for much of Michigan State's history. I mean, uh, Mark D'Antonio, Tom Izzo, oh boy, even I'm disrespecting our own coaches here. Tom Izzo, usually it's been, it's been a team effort with Tom Izzo. I mean, you'd have Denzel Valentine, who was good, but it's never been a young guy who's been the focal point, I think, for Tom Izzo's. Um, Casey, it, that's one of the things he's been saying throughout his conferences, uh, his press conferences, and throughout media day that this is the first time really that he's had a program be in he, where he's had to lean so much on a freshman class. I mean, you look at programs like Duke, like Kentucky, and they've had to do the same. And they've been doing that for a while now, and this is really the first time that Izzo has kind of had to do that. Um, so yeah, in a way, he he's even used the term uncharted waters, like. It's it's very much new territory for Tom Izzo. And what I think is a big thing for him, especially, is because he's really talked about the culture, the whole environment, the Michigan State culture, especially with, I mean, recent years in football, clearly this year hasn't worked out, but they really wanted to bring that toughness and like that Tom Izzo style of basketball, you know, where in the beginning of the year you, you see a little bumps and whatnot, but you always see just stout defense, great rebounding. And, I mean, that's going to be a challenge this year because although he talked about how he's, you know, very grateful that the freshmen are coming together and kind of embracing that culture, it's still a long ways to go. Even players like Aaron Harris, who he's still trying to embrace it. And, I mean, he's already been here a few years now, too. So, like, that's going to be a tough thing to grab hold for Izzo, especially in this first month. I mean, looking kind of, you know, just kind of at this game and what's coming up after for him, and they probably have the toughest, earliest schedule, I think, in college basketball, if not the toughest schedule in college basketball. And you kind of look and, and you go there without – Ben Carter without Kevin Schilling, probably their biggest two guys on the team, and now that leaves Nick Ward as six eight as the tallest. And you already pointed it out earlier, but just Arizona has a like a, a whole you know basket that they can just dish out of who's the tallest. It's like two couple three seven footers, two seven you know um, guys who are like Jimmy. Just look at their size, and you have to wonder: Can Michigan State, for how small they are, but how athletic they are, can they compete kind of with Arizona tonight? You know, I really think yeah, that tonight. they. I, I mean, I really think that they can because if you go up and down that roster, their starting five most likely hasn't had a lot of playing time. It's really similar to Michigan State if you look at it. I mean, they've got a couple guys returning. but well, One thing that will help, I think, Michigan State is Alonzo Trier is gone. Yeah. He's not making the trip down, or he didn't make the trip down. So, I mean, that that he'll be gone, but I think one of the big things you have to, to key on is uh, – uh, Laurie marking it. Yeah, oh yeah, he's uh, he, he's a big guy, and he he's, he's a big guy, and he knows how to shoot. Yeah, he can shoot from the three. I mean, and he's good inside the paint because of the size. Probably to be an NBA lottery pick as well. Oh yeah, and so you you kind of have to. You're gonna make. You'll have to look out. You have to guard against him. And Michigan State's. I think the other the other thing I look forward in this game is how well their defense can respond after kind of kind of dismal kind of defensive performances from you know the exhibition games. I uh, I went back and forth with one of the Arizona guys um, uh, from the Arizona student newspaper, and he was trying to give me the inside on the different guys on the team, and he said that Markinen is probably a one-and-done type guy because of his size and of his range and the fact that he is just such a dynamic player. Um, but like I said, I, I see a lot of similarities between 
Michigan State and Arizona because th- the their starting core hasn't had a lot of playing time. And so this game, it could be a lot closer. Um, when I, I initially told him that I thought Arizona was going to have the edge, but giving it some second thought now, this really could be anybody's game. And for what's going to help Michigan State especially, I mean, it's early in the season. This is a lot more about your game. I mean, you know, this is kind of the first experience all those freshmen get to go out there in a big atmosphere all the way in Hawaii. It's really a different setting. No longer is this really about core matchups. I mean, when you kind of get into the grind of the season, especially when you get into the conference play, that's when you'll see a little more matchup versus matchup. I mean, when you got your first game like this, it's just all about your own team, the pace that you control, just limit turnovers and kind of stick to your game plan because it's going to go back and forth. I mean, that's the great thing about basketball. It's a game of runs. Any team at any certain time can go on a run. you got to manage those, and I think that Michigan State, that's going to be their biggest thing, is just keeping themselves under control with all the distractions. What's really going to be a deciding factor in this game is if MSU can limit the turnovers, because you look at the two exhibition games, and they had a little bit of trouble holding on to the ball. Um, Miles Bridges had two really good games scoring-wise, but he also turned the ball over a bunch of times, and the team had a boatload of turnovers. And if they can prevent that, then I, th- I think the Spartans can win this game. But an- another thing to look at is going to be if they can uh, contain Kadeem Allen from Arizona because he was their leading scorer that returned to the team this year, and he's probably going to take another step up this year. He reminds me a lot of Aaron Harris in the way that didn't really get um, that many scoring opportunities last year, but now that he's a centralized part of the team, that they're going to be relying on him a lot. Right. The one thing I worry about with Michigan State, too, is last year, the Izzo talked about it a lot, was that the problem for Michigan State, too, is that one thing, Michigan State was good, very good at shooting, and they were very good at shooting last year, and it wasn't drive to the basket, like, hey, let's get a foul, let's get some points inside the paint. It was, hey, let's you know chuck up some threes here. How can I shoot? Where can I get open shots for Denzel and Bryn? And you look at it as... Michigan, he's pointed out many times is that Michigan State could not defend shooters because the one knock against a team that shoots well is that they can't defend other teams that shoot well. So I, I kind of worry about Michigan State, maybe not necessarily in this game, but throughout the year, whether or not they can defend shooters because that was one of their main problems last year. Oh, yeah. And I think if you look throughout the schedule, I mean, they're going to play uh, number one Kentucky, or I'm sorry, Duke, uh, number two Kentucky, and then possibly playing Baylor in Arizona. What you're going to want, you can't expect Michigan State to go in and sweep house. You have to go in with hoping for the best, but kind of expecting the worst. Because at the end of the day, this is still a really young team. And if they only get one, two, hey, if they get three wins, that's that's great. Because by the time they get to conference play, they're going to be so grizzled. They're going to be so worn down. They're going to be so, they're going to have to toughen up on the fly, really. And once you do that, that's what makes you a better team. That's what makes you tough in the tournament because you're you're grizzled. You're you're basically a veteran at that point. And I think basically that's kind of the freshman problem for all freshmen coming in is they haven't really gotten down on defense. Defense is such a team thing to where you gotta kind of understand how different rotations work, and you know you kind of are getting a a bigger feel of you know watching film and kind of understanding. It's a whole new level. I mean, these are all the elite guys from high school where they could go out there and play and kind of do what they wanted to do and take over because they're just that gifted. But now all of a sudden you're playing in a league where everyone was that. I mean, maybe not entirely everyone, but for a good majority, I mean, they're all the top guys of their teams for the most part. 
So now it's just a whole elevated league for it. So that's going to be a thing that they're going to have to develop over time. So I think they will struggle with that early. And I think one minor X factor that the Spartans have is Matt McQuaid. Because Matt McQuaid can shoot. And Izzo has gone on the record and he's said that McQuaid might be the best shooter on the team. And the kid's only a sophomore. And we don't really know that much about him. But if he pans out, if he lives up to the hype that Izzo is giving him, then it'll be really interesting to see him develop, especially when you get guys like oh, like a Miles Bridges that take the limelight. And I almost I kind of see it like Bryn Forbes because Bryn Forbes wasn't the centralized unit of last year's team, but he was able to create a really important role for himself and kind of kind of go forward with that. Well, then what we're also talking about today is Michigan State football. Battle of the worst teams in the Big Ten. You're going to have a battle. This is the championship for who's going to be the worst team in college football. I think it's going to end up being Michigan State. We'll see uh, when we come back. Welcome back on this Friday afternoon, and like I said before the break, the battle of the worst teams in the Big Ten, possibly the worst teams in college football, Rutgers at Michigan State, the laughingstocks of the Big Ten, and Michigan State, 2-6, and six, has lost six straight, Rutgers 2-6, and six, both teams without a win, 0-6 in the conference, so Casey, you know, I'm looking at this game, and I'd rather not watch it. And you yeah, can, I feel bad for you because you have to watch it. I have to watch it. <laughs> and you, this game's going for what six dollars? Oh yeah. You can go see a movie for uh, more than that. So Michigan State might be your best dollar in her value, but dollar not, for not dollar for entertainment. Though. I wouldn't say so. <laughs> not, not for entertainment. You know, they, they taught me a thing in my economy class that there's a unit of enjoyment, and it compares to your dollar, and it's called utils. How much enjoyment you get per dollar, oh, and I there are so many more utils that I could get watching a movie, going to the park, actually spending time with my friends, than going to the football game. I think uh, I don't I don't blame you if you don't want to go to this game. You, I think I would rather snap my own ankle, oh, than watch this, watch the worst football I'm going to have seen in I don't know how many years of. I mean, I, I, there are probably high school games that are better than this football. Watching game that game in last terms weekend of an value. on ESPN News. Yeah, this game should be ESPN three online only. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it was yesterday <laughs> or last week. ESPN the Ocho, some dodgeball commenters, Clark. Why is Michigan State, though? It, I don't know who the hell's been watching these games, and why is Michigan State a two-touchdown favorite in this game? I think, for the most part, people just they want to believe. I don't know why, but they keep going on, and they see they're heavy favorite. They're, what, they're like a two-touchdown favorite? Two-tutty two like, favorite. Plus, I don't know how. 88% of people believe they're going to win on week. I can tell you what that is. That's, that's, all, that's all Vegas. That's all Vegas saying, hey, I, I dare you to take the over on this, and nobody's dumb enough to take the over. Everybody, if you don't, oh, man, because uh, if, oh, let's see, where is I going with this? Um, Vegas, you can't really pick the odds 
I'm going nowhere with this. I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. You've had a little... You're having a Lepo moment. Yes. Had a little... I had a minor stroke. Um, That ruined a lot of things for this country. Uh, That's for another podcast. I'm sorry, folks. I didn't mean to get back on this sports podcast. Stick to sports. Anyway... um, if you, I just look at this and I go, why would you want to spend? Why would you want to spend money on this game? Why would you want to go? I mean, I if you're a dad who wants to take his son to a game and has been, you know, it's been seventy dollars or whatever. Now's the chance. Yeah, now's the chance to go because it's gonna be six dollars. You can get a hot. You're you're gonna spend more on food than you did on tickets for the first time in a long time. See, at I have Spartan a, Stadium. <laughs> I, mean, I have a question. What has MSU done in the last seven weeks to make you think that? They can pull out a win against this? Uh, not much. Yeah. Nothing, actually, because quarterback play is bad because no one can figure it out, and buying the work, he can't get any good time in because his leg's gone. Uh, <laughs> Connor, Make I him mean, sound like he's Tyler an amputee. O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, O'Connor's le- or Tyler O'Connor's head, now, who knows where it's at. Uh, it's always been on a swivel, and he can't find the right guy sometimes, and now he, now he almost dies from a concussion. Not, not really. He's not dead. Uh, you know, Racked by a concussion, Damian Terry, I mean, he's been up and down. The kind of, they've just been an anemic performance, and the offensive line has been awful. And I think Rutgers has played two good games in a row. Can this be the third one? They've improved in the last two games. And Michigan State's just kind of gone down. Uh, but barring the Michigan game, they've just kind of just kind of fallen flat. You look at it, and if they pick and choose that they don't want to be the worst team in the Big Ten this year, they'll come out and win this one. Well, However, it, Casey, go ahead. This can be the curtain call for the Michigan State coaching staff, the players, because if they go out and they win, then at least from a clubhouse perspective, from an inside point of view, you have a little sigh of relief, the fact that your team can actually pull together and win a game. Because if they don't win this game, the reality of it is that you're probably losing out. And that means that this is... The, this is the losingest Michigan State team in terms of total number of losses. And that's a mind-boggling thing to think that a calendar year ago, this team was in the college football playoff. Right. Uh, that, that, I think, should be our, our next segment, or for next week, if, especially if they lose, because I will declare this team the worst team Michigan State's ever fielded if, uh, if they do lose this weekend. So, Clark? I mean, at this point, it's really just a whole pride thing. I mean, they, I mean come on, they look defeated. They, they don't really have any. Well, yeah, well, they're, they're defeated many times, but you know, there's not really any hope. You don't see it on anyone's face, and they don't really, they don't really seem to care. I mean, a little bit of frustration, I guess, you could kind of translate to them caring. But at this point, you know, do something. I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't see them winning out anything past this game. So, you know, give your seniors a last hurrah. Say, you know, it was nice to be, nice to be a part of the program for their time. But if they do pull us win out. Don't take it for any more of it was the toilet bowl game. Definitely shouldn't do, I mean, nothing else than that. You know, if they get a win, you can't look at your coaching staff and be like, oh, well, we at least got a win. They can do something. There still has to be changes, whether they're going to make them. I mean, I don't get the whole co-coordinator stuff. I don't think that works at all. I think it's kind of run its course. Um, I Like, I hate to be a jerk, and I hate to call for a guy's job, but if this happened at a program that made the college football playoff a year ago, if this happened at Clemson, if this happened at Alabama, if this happened anywhere else, they wouldn't have the same coaching staff. They wouldn't. And that's the reality of it. I mean, if you want to be treated as an elite program and you want to elevate your program to be a blue blood, then you have to, you have to 
treat it with the respect that it needs. I mean, the reality of it is you're going to have to go out and you're going to have to hire an offensive coordinator and he's going to cost you a pretty penny. You can't just pay him chump change anymore. And if you do that, then I, I think you're on the right track. But until then, I don't see this program redeeming itself with the current coaching staff because how are you going to go out and go to a high school recruit's house and sell him the Michigan State program after it's just completely exploded in your face? I don't see it. Right. A lot of recruits, I think, too, are, are seeing what Michigan State's done the past few years and realize that this year is probably just I get not necessarily a fluke, uh, it seems like one just with how bad it's been, but it probably just you, you kind of look at it and go, hey, they'll be back. Do I want to be part of the resurgence? And that's something the recruit has to answer with himself. But, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting that to see whether or not Michigan State really just wants to be, like Clark said, really just it's a pride thing. Can Michigan State pull it out? Can they do it? I think so. I think they have it. Will they, though, is a different is a different story because nothing seems to go their way, whether it's injuries, whether it's, you know, people dropping balls at the wrong time, people not being able to catch, like Josiah Price last weekend, two touchdowns in the end zone, he just couldn't help but not catch the ball. And that's a first for him, and it just seems like anything that can happen to this team will happen to this team. And so, you know, I, I wonder whether or not they can do it, and this is, I've just been unsure about MSU ever since about week, what, six, where they dropped four straight, just whether or not they could ever win again. And so when we come back, we'll give you the picks of the week, a typical Friday afternoon. Connor Clark looking excited for the picks. Casey Harrison, yeah, no, he doesn't, because he's a loser, and he can't pick anybody. So we'll... Uh, we had a terrible uh, pick segment last week. Yeah, you and I, I both you did, did really bad. I bet you, I wasn't... Uh, you no, and I no, both I did pretty really bad. well. I did really well. We picked Connor Clark. We'll see what he can do um, when we come back. Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's beautiful outside. And let's get ready for the national picks. Game number one of the afternoon. Number 24, LSU, 5-3, and 2-3 in the SEC. At number 25, Arkansas, 6-3 and and 2-3 and in the SEC. That game's at 7 o'clock. LSU favored only by a touchdown. Steven, who you got? Uh, Arkansas hasn't let me down once this year. That was last week. I'm going to stick with the Razorbacks. Everybody gets a second chance in my book. So, except for uh, whoever's our president. Just kidding. Uh, we've got uh, – give me, give me Arkansas on this one. Well, this is going to be the second time that they let you down. Got to go with Leonard Fournette on the ground. I mean, he had his off week against Bama. It seems to always be, I mean, come on, it's Bama. So, of course, he's not going to do as well against them. Leonard Fournette runs wild. Go Tigers! How are you going to pick against Alabama? Or, I'm sorry, how are you going to pick against LSU, who competed against Alabama last week? They had him scoreless into the fourth uh, quarter. Rivalry games, buddy? Remember yeah. who just picks and chews when they show up? Yeah, that's LSU. So, yeah. give me give me the Arkansas on that no, one. No, LSU. Give me, give me LSU's pick. got this one. In fact, I'd even take the over. Wow. Game number 2 of the afternoon, number 20 USC, 6 and 3 and 5 and 2 in the Pac-12 at number 4 Washington, 9 and 0, 6 and 0 in the Pac-12. That's a 7:30 start time. Washington favored by 8 and a half. Steven? Uh, give me the Huskies in this one. I don't think they're overrated. I like them. They play well, and I like them. So, yeah, just give me Washington. I think they need to stay, and they will stay, in the college football playoff with the big win over USC, who is actually probably underrated at number 20. 
it'd finally be a little more exciting if we got a little more conferences into the mix instead of, you know, thinking about, oh, the SEC should have many teams into the college football playoffs. So, you know, you got to root for Washington. They finally, they've been putting talent into the NFL. Finally, it's, you know, coming out for them. You got a Heisman hopeful there, too. Don't think he'll get it, but you got it there. So let's roll with them. Why not? Oh, I think Washington's got this one, no problem. I'll take eight and a half all day. Game number three of the afternoon, Baylor, six and two, Stevens' favorite program. Uh, they're three and two in the Big 12. At number 11, Oklahoma, who is seven and two and six and oh in the Big 12. That game is at noon. Oklahoma favored by 17 and a half. Baylor continues to do, continues to do despicable things like supporting Art, Art Bryles still and still thinking that they deserve football or a school at this point. I'm just kind of fed up to my eyes. I don't even want to pick Baylor just off principle. So give me Oklahoma in this one. Uh, Oklahoma big, I think they win by more than 17 and a half because I hate Baylor. That's a shootout too. Yeah, I think uh, if Oklahoma really wants a chance to put themselves in uh, you know, contention to make the college football playoff, they're going to have to win out clearly. I mean, they already have two losses. So they got to start getting wins, and they got to start getting impressive wins. And so Baylor with two losses, sure, they're on rings, but, you know, they got to take it to them. So you got to go with Boomer Sooner. I'm okay with okay. Uh, the Sooners are going to take care of Baylor, no problem. And quite frankly, I think Baylor's kind of rattled after they were devastated by TCU last week. So I'll take the Sooners by the spread. Over to the Big Ten slate now. We've got Minnesota at number 19, Nebraska. Both teams 7-2 and 4-2 and and in the Big Ten. That just doesn't seem right to me, though, that Minnesota 7-2 and two and 4-2 and two on the year. Casey, over to you. That's a 7-30 Minnesota, or pff, Nebraska getting 7. Why would I ever think Minnesota's getting 7? Casey, over to you. I was surprised to see that Minnesota had the same record, but Minnesota, or Nebraska's clearly the better team in this one. I got the Huskers probably more than 7. All right, that's an easy pick. I saw that coming. Over to you, Clark. I mean, Nebraska losing the quarterback, getting knocked out. I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, hitting his head on the ground. Going with the Gophers, liking them in this one. Uh, I like the Gophers, too. So, Casey, you're the odd man out because you got awful picks. Give me – I like you, Clark. Clark can stay on from now on. Give me Minnesota in this one. Game number two, the big boys in the state of Michigan. The, the big boys team. on the block for the first time in, uh, oof, in the last, I don't know, 10 years. Number three, Michigan, 9-0, 6-0 in the Big Ten at Iowa. Five and four, three and three in the Big Ten. That's an 8 p.m. game. Michigan getting 21 and a half points on those little children who get to watch the game over in Kinnick Stadium. Casey, who you got? Well, Michigan's clearly the best team um, out of every team on this Big Ten spread. So uh, give me the varsity team probably at least by 21 and a half, if not more. No surprise from the guy who used to root for the Wolverines. Over to you, Clark. I mean, Iowa did a great job last year, stepping up, making it to, you know, the Big Ten Championship game. Didn't win winning, but, you know, they had a big drop-off, too. They lost a lot of guys. And although uh, Desmond King is a phenomenal corner, um, I mean, it's kind of be the Wolverines game there. Uh, I can't see this one going in any sort of upset fashion. Michigan probably will struggle a little bit early on the road because, you know, it's a night game in Kinnick Stadium. It's going to be a little, uh, little daunting at first, but... Give me the Wolverines in this one. Final game of the Big Ten. Rutgers, 2-7, 0-6 oh, 
in the Big Ten and everybody's favorite team around here. Spartan Stadium is going to be not packed at all for this 2-7, 0-6 Big Ten matchup with Rutgers and Michigan State. Michigan State, however, getting that respect, hashtag respect, not hashtag disrespect for the first time in a long time. Happens to be the only time they get respect is when they're bad. So here we go. Michigan State getting 14 points in this one. Over to you, Casey. Um, quite frankly, Michigan State hasn't done anything to prove to me that they can win this game. So, uh, I, I think Rutgers has this one by a field goal. Wow, some balls on Casey for once. Just kidding. Over to you, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold on to the last <laughs> piece of hope. Just, I, I don't know, there's no, there's no other reason to, but, you know, I, it, this might as well just be a toss-up. You know, if I flip the coin... Heads or tails be in it. We're just going to hope that it lands on the Michigan State side, so we're going to give it to them for this one. Vegas doesn't lose very often, and I have to say Michigan State will not win this game, and they're going to lose 28-27 and a last-ditch effort to score, and Michael Geiger is going to miss the field goal because that's just how the year's going. Give me Rutgers by a point in this one. And we got a bonus pick for no, you. You know what's going to happen before we get to that bonus pick? Geiger's going to make it, but either Rutgers is going to ice the kicker or there's going to be some boneheaded penalty for, like, illegal shift or illegal formation. So he's going to have to re-kick it <laughs> uh, yeah, five yards back, and then they're going to miss that it. That would happen to them on the field goal. Bonus pick, number 12, Michigan State basketball. The only good sport on this campus right now besides some others, but the only one that matters. Oh, I'm just kidding. Hey, soccer's taking on Maryland today. Give me Michigan State basketball versus number 10, Arizona. It's a 7 p.m. game, only about 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock down there in Honolulu where they're playing. This is the Armed Forces Classic. Tip-off at 7. Casey, who you got? Well... It's taken me a lot of thought. Taken isn't a word. I'm going to yeah, say wow. taken. Yeah. It's taken me a, a lot journalist. of thought to reach this. Hey. Tells you about our journey program. Keep going. It, you should come to my house. That's how we say it. Oh. <laughs> we side. Um, yeah, I think Michigan State wins this one by a lone three-pointer. It's going to be a very close game. It's going to come down to turnovers. Who can limit them the most? But Michigan State, I think, comes out with the win. Clark, over to you. I think in times like this, the biggest thing they're going to have to do is limit distractions. you got a whole bunch of young talent. They're going to be jittery. They'll be excited. So I'm going to give this one to Arizona just because I think the size advantage is going to be a big deal. I don't think that Nick Ward and Kenny can provide enough minutes down low, and they're going to be winded, so the big guys will take over for Arizona. Give me the Wildcats as well. I love Michigan State. Michigan State basketball, great. Always great to watch. Always fun to watch, but... I'm going to take Arizona in this first one. Gives them a little fuel for the next time they have to play a big team. Give me Arizona. You're going to maybe buy about five points in this one. So that'll do it on a four-hour picks on a Friday. Connor Clark, thanks for joining us as always. Clark? Uh, always great to be on the show. Getting better at it. You know. right. I mean, I, I think the show, hopefully it's a boost with me on here. I mean, right. see, you're getting a little dull, you know, oh. coming over. Long season of football. Ready for some basketball finally. You got some excitement. I'm, I'm actually excited. There's something to look forward to for once. Now I can go have my weekend, and I can enjoy it because there's something positive to watch. You know, watching the Bears on Sunday is always a disgrace. Something positive, finally. Finally! Clark does need his positivity in his safe space. Casey, over to you for some final thoughts. <laughs> I mean, Clark kind of took it away from 
he really <laughs> took oh, the words out of good. my mouth. Um, <laughs> everybody, I'm going to give my regular spiel. Check us out on social media. Uh, Steven, if you end up don't coming back to the show, well, <laughs> we'll find a way without you. Thanks for joining us on a Friday. We'll see you all. Oh, wow. That's a minor heart attack. Had a, had a minor heart attack right there. We'll see everybody on Tuesday.